You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Stacy's mom has got, got it going on. Welcome so to the premiere of Stacy's oh. Mom podcast, Axe to Grind. Fountains of Wayne Deep Dive. <laughs> Here's where we talk about hardcore music. Welcome to episode 30. That's what it is. Okay. Three X's. Three X's. Got that turkey? It's a darky. Wow. The so final frame. Tenth frame. Tenth frame. The tenth frame. Frame. It said final frame. That's actually yeah. kind of hard too. But. That's hard. Final frame is yeah. That can be. That might be the last song on the last EP. Mm. It's true. It sounds like it's it like, could be like a horror video. Well, game. here's my vibe: is the final frame. It's because uh, it's like got a salad days thing, but it's it goes hard. Mm. Oh, say, me, say goodbye to the kids. My name is Patrick, hard. and I'm from Self Defense. Yeah. 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 You know, we did a cover where I do that. What? Did you really? Yeah. That's amazing. Oh yeah, I think I do know my that. My name is Ian, and I'm from Minor Threat. Uh, I'm Patrick and I'm from self-defense works very well. It fits very well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was saying it, I'm like, this is going to work. It's going to land. It worked. Oh, no, you yeah. landed. And I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. And I'm from X to Grind. That's right. And today, one of our sponsors. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Deathwish Inc. Mm. Big. We really appreciate it. Mm. Very excited. They're one of the preeminent. You know how we are. Inarguably one of the best hardcore podcasts to ever exist. Hell, motherfucking yeah. Deathwish is one of the best hardcore labels to ever exist. So we're going to do this the same way we do it with our other lovely sponsor. Um, Tom. Yeah. Give me a Deathwish record to check out this <coughs> month. A Deathwish record. All right. I would go. There's just so many. There are a lot. There are really a lot of great records. Um, quick, concise, to the point. The Promise, My True Love. Oh, mm. I want to kick this chair out and just mosh. Mm. I, I fucking love these two. It's two songs. Uh, yeah, yep. I love them. Crush All Fakes? Are you mm. fucking uh, kidding? Mm. Interesting mm. vocal choices in there, too. Yeah. Because he doesn't come hard on fix. It's it, goes, fix. Yeah, it's like... Mm. Oh. Like, it's pretty much someone going like, face. 315? I'm going to be honest. 315, Syracuse. They lost the plot very quickly after that demo, but that demo is among the hardest. I feel like they they came out they were called True Blue at one True point. True Love. True Love, that's right. Yep. They came out and did it on the last Another Victim show or something. Yep. And they played I think that's these true. songs. Yep. At Hellfest two thousand one. It's good. It's fucking great. But uh, one of the things featuring that, Jim Winters of Starkweather. Mm, and uh Believer, Conviction, Turmoil say. And Turmoil and he wrote the Destroy the Machines. Yeah. All right. Um Death Wish has a large distro too. Yes. Uh, uh, and you've dug into it a little bit. Well, they are picking up new material all the time. Here's an interesting one, though. I don't know if they're putting out a Thou record, if they're collaborating with they Thou did. to put it out. They're, they put it out. Okay, yeah. it's Thou. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'm just going to give that one a thou. fucking, yeah. Rad. Uh, thou is uh, 
we ta- I think we talked about them. They're doing the unfortunate thing that self-defense is, has done, which is just put out good music in, in large volume. Mm, I mm. urge them to get a gimmick. You know what I mean? Maybe Thou? Thou, yep. Well, don't they have like the Thou, the body thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing what real musicians do, which is like just try to put out the best possible material in the largest volume that you can before you die. But yeah. Thou, this is me. We're, we're contemporaries. I don't know if we have been in the same room, but I think we're fans of each other. Uh, this is my suggestion to you. Get like a shitty gimmick because that's all anybody in this world fucking cares about. But pick it up in the meantime. And we have one other sponsor. We're not going to kill you with sponsors, but we got two that we love. And this is our, our buddy Sam, Triple B Records. Oh, Sam is my, my true love. And Triple Sammy, B Records, despite the me? fact that I only like like a third of the fucking catalog, is one of my favorite labels because the way that they operate. He does it really well. I think it's um, cool. And we're going to tell everyone, Axe Grind mugs went over really well. Mm. Triple B has mugs. Oh. You need to get them. I don't think that, do I think it's finite look? supply. Are the mugs cool like they're our cool. mugs? They're not as cool as our mugs, okay. but they're very cool. Two-sided. Oh. One Triple B logo yep. with the lion, and then the classic BBB. Does it cost hella money to get them printed on the inside? Mm-hmm. Eh, that sucks. We'll figure it out. Okay. We'll do uh, it ourselves. So, <laughs> so get the Triple B mug. You go to triplebrecords.limitedrun.com, enter the promo code Axe to Grind, spell it out. Yeah. 10% off, triplebrecords.limitedrun.com, and our previous sponsor, deathwishinc.com. Thank you to both. Uh, we're going to death jump, talk. We're going to some stuff. We're going <laughs> to jump into some shit now. This is. A mailbag episode. Yo, but we're not going to title it mailbag because okay. people, I think people get turned off by it. Do they? Yeah. I think they just kind of skip over. Yo, I, I hate you. No, not you. No, I, know. I hate, I hate the. I, I hate know. you talking to You know that it's just no, three dudes talking about fucking and we're hardcore just, music. Well, now no we're just taking it in. We could call it the shit hour. I know. Whatever our theme is, we're going to talk about hardcore and then weird shit too. Yeah. And then more hardcore. So, like, whatever. So, fine. The shit hour. Yeah. Here's, here's to the shit hour. Ready? Seeing the gods hate dude stage diving at Sound and Fury begs the question, at what point are you too big to stage dive? Patrick, you should start this one because you have the closest experience to this specific reference. <laughs> <I was> the, <laughs> you I, caught Nate's fucking tit right in your face. Yeah, I was a recipient of, uh, of the Nate belly button. Uh, you know what? Depends on the show. It's just like anything else. If, if, you are at, if you're at the fucking crowbar show and you weigh 260. You're the smallest person there. Yeah, mm-hmm. mosh. You know what I mean? If you are, I don't know, at the... Title fight show? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, I was, yes. Uh, I say there's a weight limit. Yeah? No, a hard weight limit? Hard weight limit. Okay, give it to me. I mean, I'd say... I'm sliding scale. Sure, but I would say at the most, if you're like over like 225, you're going to mm. hurt somebody. Nate's 270. In, unless yeah. everybody else in the room is 272. All right, but here's the thing. Yeah. Dude knows how to land. That's true. He knows how to land on people to not hurt them. He's professional. Did you get hurt? I did not. I think he might have. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, he wrestled both nights. Oh, yeah. No, he's That's fine. That's right. So he's fine. So, I mean, I think, like, he knows how to, like, cushion it that you're like, this looks like I'm going to break your neck, but I'm not going to break your neck. Right. Mm. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say. You didn't get Owen Harded. No. No. Thank, oh, go- thank goodness. Oh, no. R.I.P. Nugget. <laughs> I'm not a nugget. So here's the deal. Uh, I believe uh, it, depends I on, it depends on the room. Uh, it is, uh, touch the sky. you know, 
It's like, it's like with anything else. <laughs> Social contract. I just got broke by Nate. <laughs> broke by yeah, broke Nate. Uh, Nate. That guy's got a family. There's also a thing. It, if you're like, it's not just your weight. It's if I'm, if I look grizzled, Nate can jump on me all day. What's the worst that's going to happen? He could break your neck. Yeah, he's not going to break my neck. He could. He could. Yeah, weird things happen. Weird things definitely happen. Bad fall. Maybe you have, you know, the eggshell skull. I mean, I assure you I do. Uh, but sp- I- spinoff podcast, Bad Fall podcast. It's where we select one legendary, like, wrestling match where shit happens and shit goes wrong, and we just critique it with varying levels of knowledge. On I think it. we should frame by frame it. You yeah, know what I, mean? I think just that's a good still idea. Still frame. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's terrible. Bad fall. Yeah. Bad fall of the podcast. Uh, Yo, you know when you're too big. I, um, as somebody who's six two, six three, depending on what kind of shoes I'm wearing, um, and six four, depending on what kind of shoes I'm wearing. If kind of when I was, if you're wearing, uh, no, yo, in, in my, no, in my, uh, beat, my beat ass Nikes, I'm six three. In my New Balance, I got a little more support in the heel. I'm six four. So. I think about wow. Sims Creepers like once a week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, once it offends me every time. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, I think it's an insecurity thing. I feel right. terrible every time I think about it. But he doesn't wear them during Girl Biscuits. That's no. what bothers me. I also don't think he wears them down to the A and P. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah. I think he, he wears. wears I think he wears white Vans, no socks. Yes. Yeah. Fucking things probably smell so bad. Yeah. Um, when I was like a bum's ball sack. When I was mm. young and weighed hundred pounds less, didn't matter how tall I was, I could. Yeah, I think the height is everything. Height, heights in there. Heights, I guess. heights. But but once you hit but a, a tall motherfucker. Weight, like, have you ever, like, do you ever go to shows when James DeJean would go? Mm-hmm. Mike DeJean's little brother? Oh, we, Very we, big guy. Yeah. Who's He's literally, like, 11, like feet, tall, 11 like, feet tall, and he yeah. just, like, he'll dive, and he unfolds, and you're like, I'm a safe distance away. No, I'm not. Like, that's. No. Yeah, and I could, I, you can go pretty far, um, and I'd but say. But he would, like, do, like, a kind of mm-hmm. legs overhead kind yep, of thing, and, and they'd be like, hey, they're away, unfurling, they're mm-hmm. unfurling, they're unfurling, fuck. I am, yeah. Um, yeah, and he wore like motorcycle boots. It wasn't great. <laughs> I think, I think it's a, if you're over six five, you probably shouldn't be stage diving just because you're a giant human. Um, and if you're Nate over, Nate is like six four. Yeah, Nate's Nate's. I think Nate's the same height as me. Yeah, to be honest. Um, he like lie, like when they like do his for wrestling, wrestling you got to lie. He's like six six two seventy five. Yeah, 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 yeah. lie definitely. Um, don't fucking yeah. kayfabe, bro. Yeah, don't break the, the, don't yo, break this, kayfabe. This is a this is a broken kayfabe <laughs> podcast. Damn. So, um, I think the weight, you just got to be careful about it. Because you could be a big fit man, and then it just, it depends on how you carry it. Like, how it much too. would you say, say the dude James harms weight? He probably weighs 250 because he's fucking old muscle. Yeah, but I feel like that dude lands on you, he's going to break your neck. You think? Okay. Yes. Well, and he's more so, so than me or you or even Patrick, like the, young, the 17 or 18 or 20 year old who's still like, their like shoulders haven't body. broadened. Yeah, they're yeah. still like, Oh, my fragile bird wings, you know. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is the hottest take here. I'm a guy with fragile bird wings, and I think that sometimes you just gotta risk it. All right, now I know. Next time I see you at a show, yeah, I'm coming d- for you. Fucking jump balls right on first. Me. You know, stage diving is so I'm fun. Gonna I, I don't want to take that away from anyone. Nah. So All right. Uh, next question. Thank you for that. Uh, I don't remember who asked the question. Deleted the email already. Ashley asks, "Hey, hey, what's up, Ashley?" Is Pat secretly an Aquabats fan? Mm. Does he have any other ska favorites we would be surprised to hear about? Streetlight Manifesto rules, and they're having the 10-year anniversary tour currently. You gotta spill the beans on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, who's this, Ashley? Ashley, Shout out to Ashley. Um, 
So, no, I'm not a crazy Ska fan, particularly that era of Ska that she's talking about. Streetlight does nothing for me. Streetlight's modern. The yeah. only thing I love about Streetlight, have I talked about this on the podcast? Yes. That's, that the dude lives in the woods? Awesome. Yep, yep. we're familiar. Uh, so, Bought uh, his catalog back. Good for him. Fucking awesome, yeah. Bought his catalog back for like a million and fucking lives in the woods. Fucking makes money, hires and fires. Fucking the, the he's the Don. Real ultimate respect, but write better music. Yo, the godfather of ska. You know what? I should revisit Streetlight, but Catch-22 too, which some people stand by so hard. And saw him at Earth Day at Howell High School in 1996. <laughs> Not good. Fu- yeah. Okay. A couple of songs. Was All that right. the Keysby Knights record release show at the Cove in Roselle Park? Whoa. Whoa. Come for me. I'll be sitting at my desk with a gun right. head, wearing a bulletproof vest. Right. My, 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 how the time does fly. Wow. Not for uh, me. No, it's not for me either, but that song's catchy as fuck. More, of a, more or less than Jake, dude, over here. I hate that shit. Yeah, see, real Big Fish. This whole, that not whole, Real Big Fish. Yeah. Real Big Fish is the pop. I fuck with Dance Less than Jake's real shit. Mm. Op Ivy? Op Ivy's cool. I, I told you this. I learned, I learned to love Op Ivy as a grown man, like mm. th- three years ago. Wow. So the answer here is... Do you like the Aquabats? Uh, I don't know. In a In a... What a fun idea, yes, sort of like, way. Yeah, conceptually, I am an Aquabats yeah, fan, a- Patrick. <laughs> Apparently, somebody- musically, not so much. This, it, it hasn't been on Easton's radar, is it? Aquabats? No, no, no. They were big for a minute. It, for because like it's, yo, it's, it's Yo Gabba, Yo Gabba, yeah. right? Or whatever the fuck. Easton likes uh, the Moana soundtrack and uh, DRI. Slayer. Yeah, and yeah. It's a- there's some weird story that like the dude. There's a dude in the Aquabats now mm-hmm. that was in. Farside? Down and Death by Stereo? Oh, yeah, yeah. Arresting officers? One of the dudes from Farside is in Aquabats. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Not mm-hmm. Popeye. Look. Not Popeye. I don't... Uh, if the Aquabats tapped me to be in the Aquabats, I'd be like, yeah, why the fuck not? Yeah, Sounds not? fucking they fun. They draw a lot of adults. Oh, yeah. Without children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would you you get an offer to do Aquabats? Mm-hmm. A month-long full U.S., you're getting like 200 a night, or two weeks, you're in Blue Man Group in Vegas... 300 a night. Wait, 200 versus 300? 200 for a full month or two weeks at 300. Mm, I mean, Blue, Blue Man. Blue Man Group. Blue it's Man. Fun, yeah. I think that TV's. gig might lead to more. You know, I hit the dude that does Asian Man about, mm-hmm. he does a kid's label. Puts out just kid's music, too. Mike Park? Yeah, Mike Park. And I was like, yo, if I, I don't want any money to record because we can do it for low money, mm-hmm. can I, if I hand you a self-defense children's record. Which, I hate children. Would you put... <laughs> Would you put it out? Mm-hmm. And he was like very, he was open to the idea. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, here's, a, here's a cheat code world. If you give people a free record, they're typically into it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be called Kill the Breeders. I think a children, <laughs> I think a children's record from self-defense would be fun as fuck. What would you, what, what's the vibe of it? Probably something about like, <laughs> uh, like, uh, went to the toy chest. Nothing works. No, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be like we're headed, we're spiraling towards an ecological disaster that, uh, your generation can't avoid. Oh, gonna, so it's going to be like the, will, the Willy Wonka boat ride with yes. psychedelics. Yes. It's, okay. well, it's going to be, uh, the Lorax meets Earth Crisis. Mm. The Lorax meets Earth Crisis. I think we have our title <laughs> for this episode. Um, <laughs> nothing works. I keep this dude anonymous. Okay. Wicca phase? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Oh my god, again? This shit is garbage. <laughs> Start the below video at eight minutes. Nah. Shit, anyone can sing monotune and out of tune. I don't know. Maybe he has allergies and his nose is stuffy. <laughs> Should I drink some cough syrup and try again? Yeah. <laughs> my response. Yeah, deaf. Top track has 1.2 million streams. Somebody Are you old? Likes it. Might not be for you. 
are you young? Might not be for you. Response, old and no fun. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, we talk about it. We're going to talk less about yeah. Wicca No, phase. I actually like the no gag that we just talk say. about Wicca phase every okay. episode. Detain and Wicca phase are like key search terms on our fucking That's podcast. True. I want to say what's up to Fantasy Camp. Oh, yeah, okay. shout out. Everybody. He listens. What's up, Fantasy Camp? Yeah. Yo, but like those dudes all come from hardcore and they still like hardcore. hardcore. They like hardcore. What the right. Fuck's and it's, it's, it's a. Let them do what, what they're, they're doing. doing is a Jace and what. And like. And they As play with hardcore I don't, bands and shit. I said to someone, I was like, "Yo, I put it on when I was working the other day. I wasn't offended. Look a face. No. I was like, this is fine. This is, it's not, I'm not putting it on to engage on, but I also wasn't mad about it. No, and I Just, think, let them, you know what, they, they're still playing with hardcore bands and stuff. Well, let me be totally frank. Yeah. I just want my man to win. If I didn't know Adam, I would hate this garbage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you, might shit, you might shit on it. I would hard. shit on it because I don't... But that's I, your dude. Yeah, it's my dude. And I will give it up to the fact that, like, as I've said on multiple podcasts, the dude has marched through a gauntlet of people that didn't understand to arrive at a place where people really love it. Yep. And I love that. You know what I mean? You so kept pushing. That's true. So that type of fucking music doesn't do a fucking thing for me, but I love him... I love the fact that he has fucking pushed through, and I wish him the best of luck. Is have he you heard the John Simmons? No. Is he in New York? Yeah. No. Fun fact. He won't mind me saying this. Uh, he was coming into town to write with self-defense, mm-hmm. and he didn't show up, and, and we're like, hey, where are you at? He's like, I'm freaked out. I have to go. And we said, are you all right? And he's like, I'm just fucking freaked. And we're like, okay, well, if, you, if you're not safe, come God, through. Yeah, Otherwise, do what you got to yeah. do. But it was the funniest. Because, you know, self-defense, it's a collection. Of, it's hurting cats. It's, a, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of weirdos in one place. And there's no harm, no foul if you can't do some shit. You know what I mean? So, but, like, it's I love vibe. that. I, it, like, I think his actual quote was, I'm really fucking freaked out. And we're like, are you in the Did city? Did you ever He's get like, down to it? Yes. Was New York freaked him out? Yeah. I, I Look, none of my business. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. uh, put a dude on front street. I think he had drinking a lot of cough syrup or oh, something sure, equally sure, sure. weird. Something, something got him. Something that, that. equally weird where, like, when he got mm-hmm. into the city, he's just like, I'm fucking shook. <laughs> Yo, I think the primary mode of transportation for people who come into the city from northeastern Pennsylvania is bus. Yeah. Mm. I knew a girl who was coming in to work at, like, a high-end restaurant. She was taking the bus from Wilkes-Barre every morning and then taking a bus back at night. And then driving twenty minutes to her house. That better be a fucking high-end restaurant, man. It's not that far, though. In reality, like it's not. But that just is painful. I forget. I think it was like two and a half hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. I took the bus home from Posse Numbers one year. Did you? Two and a half. I had had to cut out. I was just like, I can't do it. It's too much. Yeah, it was annoying. What year? Do you remember? Oh two. Oh two. I did not. I think it was oh two. What was the year that Harley was like? And O2. someone else hits me with hits into my basement to take your teeth out. Oh two. I was at that one. Yeah, I was at a wedding or something. <laughs> I went for an. I saw that, and then yeah. I left before yeah. the third day. Is that mm-hmm. possible? Yeah, definitely. A lot yeah. of people left before the third day. Yeah. Of year. Mm. Um, yeah, man. Love New York. Push I understand when people freak. It's out. overwhelming, though, man. Especially if you're coming into it on some weird shit, or you got something altering you. I yeah, can imagine like the first thing like, you're seeing in New York is shit. fucking like. Port Authority. It's like, God. what oh. am I doing here? Oh. I get it. I don't hate Port Authority. It is gross, but I think it's I just don't. Disgusting. Lo- Although, it. yo, have you been there lately? No, they nice. They no. haven't renovated a thing. It's a it's toilet great. except for the bathrooms, which They're are really now nice. totally nice. That's wow. rad. Fucking crazy. Shout have you seen the new po- new uh, Penn Station? Yeah. That they're building. No. Like it's like where the uh, the um, 
the post offices. Oh, but you oh. can enter from there. It's all brand new. Really? That's where I went when I texted Pat about the hookup oh, yeah. to like go to track seven oh, thing. Yeah. It's on Eighth Avenue. I love that. But it's like I forget what what. Uh, is it where the post office is? Yes. Really? It's right to the right of the post office. Because they're taking over that post office. Yes, That's going to be the new yeah, pen. Yeah. But you can get in there, and it's like tracks like 12 to 5 or something is okay. there. That's so right. It's yeah. awesome. I'm gonna check Everything's brand new. Big public transportation fans here. Right? I love buses. Yeah, I'm I'll big on a bus. bus I'm big on a train. I took two hours from like the center of Orange County to Los Angeles recently and saw some shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> you went right. to Lakewood. Because <laughs> when you that's fucking right. take public that. transportation in Southern California, you are one of the eleven people without a vehicle. Nobody walks Yo, in you, LA. Exactly. Uh, uh, Yo, you uh, get some fucking characters on there. Mm-hmm. I will never think of a like any kind of a cross country bus or a long bus ride without thinking about that guy that like killed his the guy who was sitting. That's what everybody him. thinks of now. So it's like you know what happened. He started eating him or something. Yeah, he cut, really? his, cut his head off. Started eating him. It's Canada. Really? It's Canada. Canada. In Canada, um, and nobody noticed. Uh, oh no, they did. N- they noticed. They ran off. But here's where it's deeply upsetting. The man paced the length of the bus while everybody was outside in horror. Yes. Paced the length of the bus with the other man's head. Just taking bites out of his neck and shit mm. like that, and mm. nobody could because people are just waiting for the cops to show up. Yeah, nobody's yeah. gonna get on with a man that just cut off a man's head. You yeah. know what I mean? So and ate it. And I'll be honest, if the man's if the man's dead, I'm not getting on that bus either. What are you gonna do? You're not gonna do CPR on him. No, his head's off. All. Right? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. He's dead. Um, so best just to keep that guy on the the maniac on the bus. When I flew, I was in Vegas and then rented a car and drove to. California, I really wanted to just jump on the bus. Yo. And it was like, you know, my smarter significant other was like, yeah, I mean, how much is that going to cost? I was like, oh, I think this much. And she's like, and how much would it cost just to rent a car for the whole time? Yeah. And I was like, oh. You say, stop being practical, like, mother was, of my child. I was like, the same, but then I don't have to. And she's like, just rent a car. Right. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Okay, fine. So uh, you remember my trip across the country on a bus? Yes. Just for people that might n- not might not know that, yeah. uh, quick tidbit: uh, it was so I've visited plenty of prisons, never stayed overnight. Now, uh, I think everybody listening knows that there's a racial dynamic to prisons, right? Yep. <laughs> maybe Get out here. maybe some people aren't aware mm, of this. Mm. The cross country bus is no different. I sit down, a fifty year old white guy sits sits behind me. And then leans forward and goes, hey, man, uh, just in case this bus fills up, is it all right if I sit next to you? And I said, yeah, that's fine. And he goes, I just think it's important that we stick together. And, mm. I, was, and, I, and I said, yeah. He goes, he goes uh, you know, it's just like these, these things can get rough, and it's just you got to stay with your own. And I was like, all right, weirdo. Weird sit next. vibe. Oh, yeah. And what was your... What was the dynamic on the bus? Did it fill up with people who are not of your white-skinned ilk? Oh, yeah. Okay. This guy felt much more comfortable being next to me. I, I should have made him aware that if for some reason the race war popped off You're on, on the other side? Ground, yeah, yeah. I'm on whichever side's winning. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting off the bus alive. I don't see a color. I see life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, if you pull out a weapon and I can knock you in the back of the skull and win favor, I'm in. Yeah, whatevs. So, you, ever, uh, you like Tom Segura, the comedian? Yeah. He does a whole thing about that, about like... How, like, you know, if it's, like, 
a black dude sees another black dude in a fight, he's like, I'm going to help my fellow, you know, black person. But he's like a white guy. They're like, fuck. Like a white guy sees another guy, white guy getting beat up. They're like, fuck that guy. I'm just like, and not getting involved. Oh, I, I mean, I've. I would in, never. In my, life, <laughs> in my life, I've never seen a no, white guy gotten beat up and said, my, my, my racial compatriot. Yeah, they're like, fuck that dude. He probably did something. <laughs> If Yo, not right. now, before. Race dynamics of a bus. Yeah. Yo, it, it gets, uh, for people that don't know, it, yeah. there's a lot of fucking runaways. Yep. There, there is a lot of people who are evading the law. Mm-hmm. You will get pulled over by police at least once mm-hmm. who no are looking for something. That someone. long, yeah. I did a wow. bus from Philly to the Outer Banks, and we got pulled over in, like, Virginia. Oh, yeah. It was a while ago, yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, Looking I mean, for someone in particular, or do you just run everyone's information? No, uh, the bus, uh, the bus, the cross country bus I was on pulled over looking for somebody in particular. Mm-hmm. You did a cross country. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell bus. you this. No, he doesn't. Yeah, you don't know this story. No. Cross country bus that I did to feel pain mm-hmm. <laughs> because. Did you succeed? Oh yeah. No. The most tell uncomfortable them, tell the why. Be. Is this like I want to write a record about it because I'm going to punch you right in the balls? No, no, no. But like, uh, you deal with depression. We've talked about it. You have your low moments. Is that true? Yeah, I'm a human being. Well, look, maybe Why? I'm not because I don't get those moments. Because you're a psychopath. Except, look, up till that point, I, it occurred to me that I hadn't felt real uncomfortable sadness except for when my dog passed away, right? It, I just don't deal with the type of depression that a lot of my friends do. So I was like, can I feel that? So you did this as like a social experiment? I did, yeah. And so I, t- I didn't need to. It's cheaper to take a plane. For anybody curious, the only people taking a bus are people that are terrified of planes or have a brick of cocaine on them. That's it. What are we- <laughs> is this the crash test dummies? Should ate your fucking head. This is Patrick about to enter the bus. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So anyway, a cross-country bus. Oh, I hate so Somebody much. stole my cliff bars. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I met many runaways. A guy. We stopped at a quarry in the middle of nowhere. Uh, that is a bus stop. There's no stop. It's just a fucking quarry. A guy comes out of the woods rapping. Right. Yep. He looks like Bubba Sparks. Yep. Comes out of the woods it rapping. It was Bubba Sparks. <laughs> spoiler. Gets goes to the back <laughs> of the bus. Raps for two hours straight to the entertainment of everybody else, and then gets off the bus. At like he the, did a full set. Full set. A strong 20. A strong two hours. <laughs> a strong two a tight hours. tight two hours. Uh, it was just a wild experience. And people were stoked on it. Oh, yeah. Of course. Because anywhere in New York, they'd be like, shut yes. the fuck yes. up. No, people were with it. People were with it. Uh, I, Did you do any, like, beatboxing? Or? You know what? I, no, he didn't. I, I, Did you? Oh, no. No, I didn't engage with the, with the rapper at the back of the bus. But I, uh, there's this... There's a, I have a bunch of stories about this experience. I'm sure I'll eat, they'll they'll eke out over the course of this podcast yeah. together. They are slowly but surely. Fucking. I mean, it's got to be what a week. No, no, five days. It is supposed to be a three and a half. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like not. an eighty-ish hour. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be three and a half. It turns out to be four and a half. Yeah. So yeah, where'd you got stuck? Yeah. You got stuck in Colorado. Uh, Traffic? Col- Colorado. Or we snow. stopped uh, because of Tra- the, the snowstorm. snowstorm. I was in, uh, what's that? Uh, Aspen. Is it Aspen or is it, what's v- it? Vail. 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 I was in Vail. I, I played Vail. Which, by the That's way, right. fun fact about that part of the country, when they shut the highways, it's indefinite. Well, fun fact about that part of the highway system, that wasn't opened until like the mid-70s. There you go. That pass wasn't open at 70 straight across. That you just have to cut down and around wow. to Grand Junction. Um, and they co- opened the interstate 
They'll close it for a full 12 hours. Oh, yeah. You're just at the visitor center. That's in, why in there's Vail. That's why yeah. there's plenty of parking at these visitor centers. You're there. Otherwise, you're like, there's not enough. To they open, like, no matter what, the visitor center will be open. Yeah. yeah. And you're not going. Like, you are straight up. You're stranded. You're not going. Are anywhere. you on the same bus the entire time? Uh, no. It you switches, do transfers. It switches in. Like, but when I say it switches, you don't have to like go to another bus it's just you get off this bus while they service it and then get back on mm-hmm. so st louis because we had some axle problem we yeah. were there mm-hmm. for like four hours and if you're ever how many different drivers you know what i don't know maybe three yeah. it wasn't a lot right but so you're driving no, they'll do day. big legs and then they basically will get back and return yeah because they can only drive so many hours yeah yeah, right. yeah. wow uh they're a backup driver on these yeah there is there's a guy well okay so greyhound has uh the front Two seats open mm-hmm. yep. because if you're a Greyhound employee and you need, like you said, you're, you you're a bus on. driver, you need to get back to a return. spot, you hop on, get you know, your way back. But it is, uh, it's a fucking Yo, bad honestly, experience. my life on a slightly different trajectory, I would just do this constantly. Yeah. I thought about doing it to go to our California shows. I, I, I looked at the rates on taking a bus. Yep. To yeah, California. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just was impractical. It's not, it's not as cheap as you would hope. It's not no. cheap at all. No, compared, it's not cheap at all like, compared like, to Like, what are you thinking, four? No, it was, well, no, not that far off, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like 208, one way, and I was, it was just Right, and it's like, practical. T- is your, like, usual time by 10? Yes. Oh, so, it's, it's 80 plus hours. I'm not exaggerating. Right. It's and it's a relatively, and, and there's a recovery period afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not sleeping on that fucking bus. Because your back no. is fucked. Yeah, your back is fucked. You can sleep, but there's, like, with, with this kind of, like, intense weirdo travel, like, like I used to, backpack would be on and like this. Yeah. Like, on chest, held, zipped to this side, the far side from anyone else, and, like, maybe over this shoulder that's far away from someone so that it's if someone's going to try to rip that off they're going to rip it off me and pull me up out of the seat wow. there's there's like people woke up screaming mm-hmm. on my fucking bus oh, like yeah. It, it's yeah i mean it's the le- the least advantageous form of travel that you can it's do. it's exclusively for people who for some reason can't Cannot fly or take chosen, a train right and and cause trains are even more expensive but like the bus isn't so cheap it's not it's not cheap in a way it's not the Chinatown bus which no. we've experienced which is yeah. cheap so you do it and it's cheap so you get people who can't afford to buses are not as cheap as people think they are so you're fucked up for taking the bus you're fucked up that's it yeah. like because the train wow. is prohibitively expensive no yes. no reasonable person is taking trains the train. are, are more fun. expensive than a train trip. it's more expensive, expensive than a flight yes no question uh, but trains are t- also I think we've been over this in the interior of the country Amtrak just rents those uh, lines they don't own them so yep. they have to they have to defer to freight trains so you can just be on the side of the fucking like on the places where they the, there's a little the get off yeah the switches you can just sit there for an hour and a half two hours yep. at, because you're waiting for the other train to go by Sure. It, it's it, funny in New York they own the tracks. That's yeah, exactly. and it's a big deal. And that's why New Jersey yeah. Transit yeah. is fucked up. Yeah. East and West Coast, I think they own the tracks. Yep. Um, but anyway, uh, if you hate yourself, take a bus, everybody. Or if you want to have a weird life, yeah, take yeah. A bus. <laughs> yeah. All right. If um, you want to move move weight? Take a bus. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're cluing into our secret industry. Yes. Chris asks, "Hey, hey." What's up, Chris? It's a little dated, but um, this week, the Jesus Piece released a single from their upcoming LP. I believe the LP's out now. Uh, I don't think you guys talked on it, but it could be wrong. I'd be curious to get your thoughts. I think the consensus from you guys on this band was that they hadn't capitalized on what momentum they had. 
Move, moving from Bridge Nine territory to Southern Lord is an interesting move, though. Does that give them a different audience or career lane? Best, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Um, no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, I... The Southern Lord move was an interesting move uh, for hardcore acts, what would you say, four years ago? Yeah. And now is kind of uh, no longer. Uh, here's the thing that I can't say with absolute confidence uh, in 2018, so mm-hmm. please, people at home, yeah. take this with a grain of salt. Sometimes these labels uh, sign interesting distribution deals that mm. that require a certain amount of output. Mm. And uh, I believe at one point that was the situation with Southern Lord. Uh, I do not know that to be the case anymore. So again, take it with a grain of salt. But what that meant for some, la- for some bands was that they, they were signed uh, and putting out records for sure, yes. but perhaps not getting the type of attention that they needed. Yes. Uh, don't know that to be the case now. Don't know if Jesus Peace is happy or not. I have not mm-hmm. talked to those dudes. No. Maybe the record is was came out great. I ha- yeah. to be honest, I'm really behind, and I yeah you actually are, and I have not heard that record. Uh, I'm happy to get. I'm happy. I'll happily give it a listen this week because I forgot about it. Uh, but the fact that I forgot about it speaks to the fact that maybe didn't do a job. Maybe not a ton of people are talking about it. Doesn't seem to be really kind of buzzing. Honestly, um, I think it looked like the vinyl pre-orders did well. Okay, yeah. But I couldn't quite tell what the deal was because then I saw the label posting that there was still more available from the band camp or this or that, so I don't know what kind of whole system is going on. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It feels like I believe some of the members are doing other stuff. I don't know if Jesus Peace is full-time or what they got going on. I look. see. I, it feels like they lost. They they had a moment where it seemed like they might have the kind of energy that Vane has right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, they uh, had a very finite moment and it passed. Yeah. And I watched a live video though where they are good live now, and I think that I think that that helps Vane so much. It's so and, good for them. And I think that Jesus Peace could definitely fucking do that. I haven't heard this record. If it if it's good, and they have that live energy. I'm of the view that they should be out there touring because there's going to be people that pick up on the live uh, energy. 100%. And they've, they've kind of straddled a couple worlds, so I don't know what their LP is going to sound like. I haven't listened. Um, Yo, let's hold on. Code Orange opened up some doors, true? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Vane capitalized on those open doors and is opening their own doors. Absolutely. Jesus Peace, in my view, could, 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 bump in through a couple of those doors should they want to. And maybe open some of their own. And and I think that this is a very fucking exciting time if that is your lane of heavy music. I think right. that all of you out there who are into heavy shit, mm-hmm. some of which, like, no, Bob and no, I are looking no, at each no, other, yeah, we're like, it's not our thing. Yeah. But, but uh, it's it's got to be exciting for you because there's a moment where people care. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're like a fucking 25-year-old kid who has chops... Or mm-hmm. wants to get really good at that particular, no pun intended, vein of fucking aggressive music. Yep. This is fucking your window, man. You could yeah, fucking you be. Chance. You could be part of something that's cool. And like, and with that said, I'm not putting this in the hardcore framework. 
because like honestly some of this stuff falls some of this stuff and some of these opportunities doors that we're talking about fall outside of the even broad definition of hardcore but fuck it if that's what you want to do go make your music go make you know? your music man so you know we'll, I, we'll, we'll do we're going to do a new episode new music episode probably sometime in early September yeah and even though, it, even though it'll be old we'll, let's gonna, talk on let's and we've talk got because we've got a bunch of records to do yeah. we still have to talk about that culture abuse LP in a oh, more sure. deep way and give some stuff some deep listens Tom any thoughts on Jesus Peace like does it cross when you hear when you talk to friends does anyone bring them up or talk about them at all no not right. that I know. I mean, the younger folks that I know, or the older, like, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I have. I mean, it doesn't seem to be hitting with anyone that's in my circle. Yeah, and there's no disrespect though, dude. No, They're doing well. Circle. It's just yeah. not like for whatever reason it hasn't really. Yeah. You know, good question. Jake has a pretty interesting question. Yes, we do like converge. All right, next. Mm. <laughs> that's JB. Um, hey guys. Well, the podcast, appreciate you saying that. Two questions. Two. Mm. They're, they're kind of like one and 1.1A. 1. 1 All right. Y'all were talking about how bands who self-released records and how it is perceived, which has changed. So remember, we also we spoke kind of more on how it was perceived. Yeah. Yeah. True. But what about bands who only release on foreign labels? One of my favorite bands, World of Pain, wow. released a new record in later... 2017 on a Japanese label Retribution, familiar big label in Japan, yeah. mm-hmm. and then re-released it on their usual label, BDHW. My boys, Breakdown Hardware, records. Beatdown Hardware. Beatdown. Beatdown Hardware. Yeah. yeah. Not out breakdown. of Breakdown. You're it too much credit. I know. Records out of Germany. This band, who seems to be pretty successful in the states, plays bigger fests, but only does one-off weekends and only tours overseas and all their content is released on foreign li- labels. So, my question 1.5 is, are they cheating? <laughs> <laughs> How do you think people perceive a band who seemingly has a large following in the States and out of the States, but only tours out there? Thanks. Okay, Thanks, Jake. if I had known we were going to get this question, I would have hit my former barber, Paul Dove, who uh, w- played drums in World of Pain until uh, his move... I, maybe he still does, but he has moved to uh, Western Massachusetts now. Uh, from San Diego? Yep. Why would you move to like Springfield from San he, Diego? Uh, he, okay, so his girl... He had a pierogi and was like, oh. Yeah. His, his girl, I think, is pure Southern Californian, and she uh, was actually excited to move, if I recall. I'd have to ask Paul, but uh, uh, she was and excited to try something new. how did she feel the first time snow closed their house she in. might still be into it but doo, he doo, was he doo, was doo, into doo. the lifestyle because as a barber you can have a totally really good life right yeah but uh paying southern california prices for, to live kind of cuts into can that. take a yeah. chunk out of anybody you know sure. so i That's think true. he was just excited to own a home and like, people on the East Coast get haircuts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's his attitude. Less so in Western Mass. <laughs> that's true. Well, you're cutting a lot of fucking neck mullets over there. Thrice a year. Yeah. But, I mean, respect. I do the same. But here's, So here's the thing. Uh, I would have hit him up and asked the question. Uh, I, I, no, I love, I love this. It's just, is, is it looked at with, like, kind like of... Derision? A, I don't know. I think it is. It's, not, so? it's not looked at as mm. part of the, like... Pardon this weird fucking expression. The hardcore mainstream. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's looked at as an as like something that is a side to well, it, adjacent I mean, to and it. And I don't mean to say this in a negative way. Is World of Pain more of a beatdown band? Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Right. So they're they're part of that, and I think in that world, that's not really seen one way or the other. Like, oh cool. No, you if you're this, on beat, you if release you're on beatdown hardware, yeah, and you're, you're a beatdown band. Yo, that's your best chance at fucking yeah. success. And they, yo, World of Pain sells plenty of shirts, does plenty well when they do shows. I think they don't overstay their welcome in their shit. I do not like their music. But yo, respect. Someone does. A lot of someones do. Yeah. So they're doing it and releasing records on foreign labels. It just floats better there. I mean, physical product is supported in a more uh, attentive way. You know, I I really love these scenes, even though I don't like much of what comes out of them musically. I think that this shit is like it knows what it is. It's fun. And it's like, you know, I wish I could get more into it. I'm very adjacent to that. Like I put out heavy bands that could play all the same shows. Yes. But it's just like for, for me, there's like a weird line in the sand. I've talked about it with Nasty where, yeah. where I lo- like I straight up back to Tain all day. Right. And for some people, there's no line there between that and something like Nasty or that and something like World of Pain. Yeah. Uh, I think for a lot of people in that world, yeah. there is a very definite line. Yes. A- and for my ears, it comes down to drumming. That's like a thing for okay. me. But... Uh, I you know if look if these ba- if these scenes kind of like float into each other I don't think anybody loses anything for it. Uh, no, I could go on a long thing about the influence of beat down to more of the like hardcore world because it's it's influenced it it's yeah. come in pretty yeah, big and some of the the dancing style some of the activity it shows <laughs> that kind of thing that's been lost or the like extremeness of the dancing. Um, and like the music just doesn't appeal to me but it appeals to a lot of younger people and they think this is what's up um, there's something like Detain doesn't hit me with the same like Nasty almost has parody level to me oh sure right is that is that unfair do you do you think that you know yeah like, I mean it seems like kind of like a like their logos like the are darkness. over the top yeah right the darkness of of beat down, down. <laughs> But like you know, I don't think that hits World of Pain. I think they know their lane. They do what absolutely. They do and I th- I also think that for uh, uh, like regarding their touring schedule, when you a lot of those dudes have kids, as I understand it, mm. and when you're family people that know that you can't make uh, like career money off your mm. band, you pick your spots. Yep. And uh, if they're big in Japan, that's why you play Japan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's no reason for World of Pain to try to fucking do good business in New York City when they are going to do or great fucking business. fucking Des Moines or whatever, yeah. Yeah, in Japan. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, I wish that I could get into more of that stuff musically. It, I'm close sometimes, but it, it, there's just something. Mm. Okay. A band that got forgotten. Did Forfeit ever get a minute? Uh, no, they got 30 seconds. Yeah, not really. They started like they had some, you know, buzz around them probably 2005. Yeah. Ish. Yep. 
Um, Early Reaper band? Yep. Yeah. And like, you know, I saw them at like Foundation before Foundation popped. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they, they, I think they, they were gone before they started. Yeah, really. they, like, I think the writer, this is someone uh, hitting us from Western New York, maybe. Um, yeah. They had a minute. They probably had 30 seconds is a better way to put it. 30 seconds. Uh, could have been something if, but you know, we talked about this with um, our dudes from Southern California. Uh, Dangerous? No, no, no. Um, Matt. Just broke up. Uh, forced order. Forced order. Uh, you know, uh, you are good at what you do. You're not yet great at what you do. You might have needed another record to be great at what you do. Mm. And since we didn't get that, like, it's, you know, look, some bands, we look at something like Trapped Under Ice and it comes out the gate with such fucking mind-blowing, like, uh, uh, precociousness, right? Mm. Like, it just, like, wow, this band is fucking fully formed yeah. uh, from the egg, you know? Yeah. And then other bands take fucking three records. And True. if we never get a third, sometimes the shit never pops. So could Forfeit have done something if we got, like, one more? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah, they, they did a bunch of stuff in their thing, and it just didn't hit. Um, this emailer, Chris, thank you for that, also wanted us to big up a band called Lift. Mm. Um, been around for about a year or two. Uh, pretty much sounds like an album that Snapcase would have released. Yes, I heard this. Between Progression Through Unlearning and Design for autom- d- Designs for Automotion. Members of With Honor and Ambitions. Any good? Uh, you know what? I recall that. So I. CTHC.bandcamp.com. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think of the Snapcase esque bands that I've been hit with in the past uh, f- three months. There's this, bands? Yeah. Yeah. There's like three bands. Yeah. That, there's this weird little mini Snapcase revival really? going yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, but this is really going for. Maybe I didn't check this out because this is really going for a Snapcase aesthetic as well. Interesting. Oh boy. Is that like a robot on the cover? Interesting. The Snapple ripoff logo? No, I don't think I did check this out. I'm going to check it out now. All right, Lyft. Thank you. Um, Kyle. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast. A songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snider and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and -and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, And I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.
One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. What's up, Kyle? <laughs> Pretty good list of bands for this No Coast Midwest Showcase. Some new up-and-coming bands, established ones as well. Feel free to give it a look or shout it out. Killer Pass was just recently added. So Killer Pass is a band we um, big up from St. Louis, I believe. Right, that sounds right. So this is a show happening um, in St. Louis called Dig the Well. I'm going to read the names. Tell me if you got any thoughts, and we'll talk about it. There's another fest, Flyover Fest, that we talked about doing some chat on, but we haven't gotten to. Mm. New we Heart. We have time for that, though, right? That's we not got, until September or October. Yeah, but we'll probably want to get on it Yeah, yeah soon. New Heart, Lowered AD, Decline, Devil's Den, who I've heard of, Pris, P-R-Y-S-S, Treason. I like that name. Mm-hmm. Contrast, we've heard them. Forced uh, Impact. Go back. You say contrast, trees, and everything. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's uh, uh, is it is it Chris? Yeah, it's the you guys reference this guy. It's Chris, cr- it's Chris, Chris and Rich. Yeah, Rich, yeah. Rich Thurston and Chris from Suffolk Fast. Transgression, Constraint, another one we've heard. Mm-hmm. Terminal Nation, Death Card, Wits End. There must be a hundred fucking True bands Self, called, Better Days, Polder Guts, Give Up, Time and Pressure. Okay. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't speak to it, but I, it, look, I, no, I can't really I, I'm a weird that. masochist that's going to listen to everything uh, on some of the Midwest fests that I have no idea. Yeah. I'll just include this. I'll listen yeah, to every so, one of those. And so the thing I, I, I will tell you is that a move to discover new bands is to look at some lineups, and if you see something you like, then to check out everything else on it. Yeah. Now, this is one where you probably are unfamiliar with everything on it. I, I am. Yes. Uh, check out some. See if any of it sticks. And if, you, if nothing sticks after the fifth or sixth band, maybe it's not for you. Right. But, you know, it's a good way to check things out. All right. Let's see. Sorry. So I have to through there. Dan hit us up. Booked end of the year. I think this is a dude who booked you guys in Wisconsin. Shout out to Dan Appleton. from Wisconsin. Oh, Appleton! Yeah. Fuck. He, he, he was shouting out because of the Bridge Nine board. He met Mike on the Dag Nasty board. Okay. Which I, I remember and was a I member do of. Remember. What was yep. it called? The Dag board. It was. Um, it, wasn't da- it wasn't like Dag Nasty. It was like. Fuck. There was a whole Dag Nasty website, fan right. website. Right, no, of course. Yeah. It was called, like, but it was like .org. Yeah, it was like the Dag board. It was, um, it was something. I can't remember it. Right, I'm going to Google mm, it. Like try to find it. Uh, but he met Mike. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Mike. Um, here's an actual question for y'all. <laughs> Why doesn't Rex- Resurrection get any love? Tom, uh, you got you got to get honest. This. 
couple years ago, I was hanging out with friends that are now in the mid 40s. I said, I've been listening to the Resurrection discography a lot. And they both looked at me like I said, I saved my shit in jars. <laughs> Good saying. The one guy said, fuck that. 108. I get it. 108 rules. I'm not contesting that. But why do people think Resurrection is so much worse? Is it maybe the fact that I've only heard the yeah. cleaned up discography version? Oh, yeah. That's fair. That's definitely. Thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Um, you I mean, 108 is just so much better. Yeah. I I feel like this dude's asking two separate questions. If you're asking, hey, why doesn't Resurrec- Resurrection get the respect that this, he perceives they deserve, that's one question. If you say, why don't they get the respect the compared to 108? Yeah, it's because 108 is 30 times the best. I got two band. words for you, Vic yeah. DeCara. Yeah. Well, so here's my response, because I do sometimes try to give this. Uh, a little list. Potential reasons. 108 had more of a name brand recognition. Vic. Krishna core thing. Maybe better recordings across the board. Definitely. I don't think that's even arguable. Even <laughs> though the early 108 recordings aren't anything to write home about, the they're so much bad. better than the Resurrection and Now I love Resurrection. I love them yeah. too. Resurrection LPS, major production issues. Yeah. Major. Yeah. Sounds they, like it was recorded in a toilet. Like, it, like, like the 7 inch is Port Authority bathroom. Better recorded than a, the 7 inch sounds like it was recorded in the Port Authority bathroom. Mm. The LP was recorded in the dumpsters behind there. <laughs> Um, 108 was around longer and more prolific, toured more. More, metalli- more metallic sound that appealed more broadly. I fucking love 108. I fucking love the band. Fuck. And the, the Dag Nasty website was called Dag House. Dag House. Oh. Daghouse.com. That's, uh, daghouse.org? I think it was .org. Yeah. .edu. Yeah. Um, Let's I got nothing but time. Yeah, good old day. Um, let's see here. Thomas asks, Thanks. slash tells, Hope if there's one thing I can't state enough, it's that more young people need to listen to Blacklisted. Good luck. I'm listening to a Patreon episode right now, and Amelia mentioned that she doesn't care, which is a totally valid viewpoint. Correct. False. Gone. <laughs> they broke up after that. What are blacklisted doing to stay relevant to the kids? Nothing. 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 Yeah. That's what he said. I'm just confused as to why older people aren't handing them down in the same way other bands from this era have been. I think Modern Life is War is a perfect example to compare them to. Both bands are active after a long snooze. Both bands just put out seven-inch singles this year. Both bands had their classic albums remastered and reissued on Deathwish in the last few years. I think a huge thing is the full album tour aspect. Modern Life is War did one for Witness in the U.S. and Blacklisted did it for Europe only. I get that it was money related. I don't think I would state that as fact. But emailers saying, I get that it was money related, which is a real thing and understandable for working class bands. I would imagine that doing this and playing some of the bigger fests like This Is Hardcore elevated Modern Life is War to a more revered status and got the attention of a younger fan base. No, I can't say that because Blacklist had played all the same shit. Yeah. yeah. To me, it seems like Modern Life is striking a chord with the kids and the comeback in general, and Blacklisted isn't. For two bands from the same era with fairly similar fan bases and legacies, what can be done to make Blacklisted great again? Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> great hat. Um, um, yeah. You want to kick us off, Tom? I don't know. I mean, I feel like... I think it's comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, and I think, I mean, my own personal experience, like, when Blacklisted hit, they hit hard. Yep. But when they missed, they missed. Mm-hmm. And I think 
you know, for every no one, bo- you know, no one deserves to be here more than me record or fucking heavier than heaven. Mm-hmm. Something like the seven inches, and as they got weirder, I think they lost people. Yeah, it's hard for me to relate to because I, I love player. everything yeah. they've done. Well, but I mean, the same thing. Like Modern Life as well lost people. Yeah, they lost, people, in America record, lost no a lot of people. A that EVR record, no one cared about. No I, al- cared I also about. I, like. I wonder if we're in a bubble or if what's this? Whatever this guy's Tom. name, Tom. Uh, I wonder if he's in a bubble because I don't see young people gravitating towards Modern Life is War. And any, Me neither. You know what I mean? So, but they had just, I mean, how much have they really done since they've come back? Like, you know, they played festivals and all they've that They've done sort some of shows and then they did this single. And oh, I think you, it's the first in a series, actually. You so. know what, though? They put out an LP one since they've been back, though. Yes, they have. But, oh, that, yeah, was, right. but that was kind of either, either well-received or Death Wish and the band did a great job of making it look like it was because... It seems to like people seem to like it, and I don't know if that's true it was or not. A good record, but it wasn't Marshalltown. So, the, uh, maybe they have a point in that when they came back, a fever hunting, right? Right. Yeah. Maybe when they came back, they did the fests, and Blacklisted hasn't. You know, what I mean, because historically they've both done all the fests, but maybe, maybe since they're back, I think that's what he might be referring right. to. But okay. Blacklisted did that fest circuit for basically a decade. Away. No. Like Modern and Life like, is more definitively went away. Had a last Midnight show, in America comes out in 2007. Fever Hunting comes out in 2013. 2013 was five years ago, and they just did this new single on Death Wish just now. So, um, right. yeah, I mean, Modern Life is hard. Had a final show, and I don't think people are passing them down. No, I don't see that as much. I hope people take this Black as us trying to Modern Life is War. Modern Life is War or Blacklisted, really, yeah. Um, I don't think Who I is see getting, that. Be, getting passed down. It's a good uh, question. Uh, kickback. Uh, yes. Right. You right. know what I mean? Rather right. than Th- fucking, things that you know, are, yeah. thi- and I say this with respect because mm. I like kickback, but things that are essentially manufactured mm. uh, history, not things that were actually hot. I was there. Yep. Yeah. I played with them in Paris. Manufactured history. Well, and that's the rewritten history. We need yep. to do another one of those episodes and update it. Yeah. Like it's because, people are talking about it now. Where were all y'all? Yeah. Mm. Well, then, and longer. a lot of them were too young. Yeah, but it's they, it's where you they, play, they, they create a mythology. I know, but even the people who maybe were into them when that's happening are creating more of a mythology around it because they don't and exist, passing yeah. it along and saying this was the craziest. And it's like that yeah, wasn't even really relevant to a lot of the world of this. Although thing, so. when people sent us the their favorite hardcore photos, oh, that was really good. That was a great photo mm-hmm. of the guy from Kickback uh, robbing a grave. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Yo, I, I know we've been through kickback. I know we don't need to say anything else. I fucking love that they don't respect anything. <laughs> I fucking love yeah, it. They definitely don't. Yeah. That's right. my fucking lane. We're like the kickback of podcasts, so it's cool. <laughs> We're going to kick We're over some graves. We're Thailand to like No, but I respect nothing, so fucking right on. <laughs> Let's go smash some graves. Yes. Yeah, All right. Stefan. Matt asks... I don't believe the new Vein record could have come out sounding like it does 10 years ago. Correct. I, equ- I equate this to accessibility to music and the fact that these guys have influence from many different corners of hardcore, punk, and metal. It's so many different ideas purged into one. Maybe meant a different word, but that's okay. Maybe merged. Merged, yeah. Purged. They were killed into one. Yeah. Or, or like Called into one. Into, like, yeah. That's why people are going to like that. Like them. The seven inch they did was Scram's page ninety nine style, and for this they made a good move to make it a bit more accessible and incorpor- incorporate some, dare I say, light new metal. Uh, who 
this is no diss to them or their record because I think the record sounds awesome. And I was one of the kids who wanted far away from new metal as fast as humanly possible. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thomas. Uh, Could this record have come out 10 years ago? Uh, It could have. It wouldn't have had the same impact. Yeah, Yeah. I said, sure. Would it go as big? Nah. Um, Like, literally, when people talk about this, when the No Warning Ill Blood record came out, it had kind of a bouncy New York beat, and people called it New Metal. Oh, yeah. Um, Then they do a record that does have vague Mm. traces of Linkin Park on Mm. it. Um, What is that? Suffer, Survive? Uh Yeah. But still has some pretty clear hardcore parts. And people tripped out and called it them like Judas. Yeah. That compared to a lot of the things that are coming out now is like just just hardcore. hardcore. Yeah, that's... It's just the movement of time. And And Ben ben sings a little more. Yeah. And, And honestly, it's just the movement of time. This record definitely has a lot of that. I said if you threw different production value, uh, if you threw different production value, put a little noise over those fucking tweak parts, um, it could have come out on Youth Attack. Look, I don't... I hear Screamo as an influence on Vane. I don't hear it as being... I didn't hear scrams on those that 7 stuff. I mean, I guess I do in the respect that it's like... It sounded like fucking Discordant. hot cross to me. Uh, it, but it's like, it always sounded moshy enough to me. You know what I mean? Mm, like, mm. I, I think that the Scram's influence is overstated on, well, I shouldn't say that. That might be an influence of theirs that they take very close to heart. Yes. What I hear in it is not that first. You know what I mean? That's not what I hear first. But that said, okay, so it's there, but then it's got some fucking mosh. Uh, it, it has a tougher overall flavor than any Scrams band I've ever encountered. Uh, and now it's got a system of a downisms throughout, mm, right? Yeah. No, that couldn't exist with any fanfare 10 years ago. That's definitive. Correct. If it did, let's say this. Damn. If it did... Oh, it wow. would have been in the Foxy Shazam realm. Oh, my God. Or, or it, it would have been in that space instead of, like, kids, this is hardcore going nuts for it. Like that? Like that. That's them. That's them going Speak nuts. Speak of the devil. They shall appear. Um, okay. Buddy Joe says, hey, guys, started listening around episode 15. Went back, listened to the ones before all. Caught up now. Thank you. Yeah. I'm 22. I just got into hardcore. Okay. Grew up listening to rap from my dad, and mom was playing the Cranberries and Elton John. Okay, I'm with that stir. Straight Edge lyrics resonate the hardest with me, even though I'm not straight edge. Interesting. My favorite album is Songs to Scream at the Sun. Mm. Mm. Not straight edge, unfortunately. As a kid who grew up semi-aware of the hardcore scene and what it meant to be straight edge, is 22 too old to get into hardcore? And my second question is, is it lame to like straight edge lyrics a lot if I'm not straight edge? Ask Jamie Justice. He's made a career of it. I don't drink or party. I just smoke weed. Thank you. Smoke um, that weed, son. And yeah. fucking listen to whatever you... Straight up fucking mosh for Earth Crisis with a blunt in your fucking mouth. It doesn't fucking matter. No. There's fucking kickback rules over here. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it correct. Matters. And even, even that, like, yo, whatever you take, even the most devout straight edge dude who wrote these lyrics if you take something from their lyrics and feel like you apply it to your life and do something good with it make you feel good make you be healthy make you do whatever 
if it, you even got it just it, makes son. you put up a new personal record at your fucking gym. Ever, yeah, yeah, it's man, fucking, fucking cool. God bless. And yo, 22, 22 is a normal age to get into shit. Do it. Yo, it don't feel any is. embarrassment. We yeah. think about like like you know like oh I got into shit at fifteen, so everybody's got to. That's weird. And it's just pockets. It's when I I do feel weird because I think <clears> it's it's designed for people to be younger, but not not like you can't like you discover shit when you discover it. Twenty two is cool. Yeah, do it. Also, look at, to the men in this room. Twenty-two is still fucking quite young. Your baby, baby, your baby. baby. Have a All good right. time. Um, he also said to check out "Discourage," "Defend," and "Jawstruck." All Bay Area hardcore. Love to hear you guys take on current California hardcore. We're gonna do like a, a depth crawl. Can we not on talk that. about California hardcore? We do, but they, it's a big place, and they yeah. like to hear more. And I don't think we talk about like if there's Bay hardcore happening right now, we don't talk about it very much. Mm-hmm. Like but Bay B B A E B A E. Yeah, like my Bay. Got it. All right. Tell as old as time. From your old friend Craig. Ahead. No. M a t t e s. Craig Mathis. Mathis. Yeah. Responsibility of a band. Love the podcast. Thank you. Friend of Tom's from way back when. What's way back when? It's probably since the late 90s, early aughts. Nice. It's been a minute. Been a while. Yeah. Probably have someone listening who was not born yet. Rad. Yeah. Here's an argument that a friend and I were having the other night. How much responsibility does a band have to keep control of their crowd? How culpable... Should artists be when their mosh call-outs lead to kids getting hurt? What does irresponsible look like? I would just like to point out this Craig before, like, a good Craig story. Mm. When we played, uh, and Most Pressure Blood played the Hellfest 2002, and as we started, they came, dressed, came out running dressed as the, uh, the, the, the um, presidents from Point Break and started <laughs> oh, stage wow. diving as the presidents from Point Break. <laughs> wow. It was pretty wow. fucking awesome. It was like fucking mid-July, 100 degrees. These fucking lunatics were in suits and fucking president's masks. Craig sounds fun. It was great. It was so fun. Cool. Anyway, who responsibility for like mosh calls and... Um, you know what to expect from me. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I kind of feel... You got to feel some responsibility. You put that into the ether. So when Most Precious Blood played Brooklyn uh-huh. last time and you said... Punch your fucking friend in the face <laughs> until their teeth come out their neck. And, they and then die that dude screaming. did. At first I was like, fuck, did I say that? <laughs> and then that dude did. And his friend was like, Ooh. did you feel bad? Felt terrible. Yeah. <laughs> if I had said that, I would really felt bad. I don't know. I feel like when you're trying to kind of elicit that response, you're somewhat responsible for that response. Not totally. No, you don't believe me. Um, You've I, never been in a heavy band in your life. I, I take I take a real hard stance going the other way. If I throw handguns into the crowd and scream, shoot each other, every person's their own arbiter. I have it has nothing to do I with me. I have a feeling Andy Rice would make you sign some contracts taking <laughs> yeah, your liability. Would I feel respond? I feel bad. Oh, that, I don't want to see. A, I don't want to see that. I was like hurt. a party to it. Eh, party. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, next, get me out of here before I fucking punch this guy. <laughs> um, what's the there's no there's no responsibility, um, but it's basically, you know what, the the thing people do that be good to each other, take care of each other, we're on this together. Tropes, this shit's real. But then when it's time to do my mosh call and we all in the moment and it's like, take your friend, throw him in a <coughs> volcano. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, 
Yeah, it's like good. As <laughs> long as nope. you know, no one stands still. Punch your friend in the face. Yeah, this is where I get like hell of tear this anarcho. tear this place fucking down. Um, <laughs> just exercise your own, own agency. If someone gets seriously hurt, you Everyone, talk down. Everywhere, you pretend like yo, you know, down. Yeah. I got it. Tell this place, Tommy uh, Carroll. Yeah, you just your responsibility is after the fact. Make sure nobody's dead. Just don't don't let people kill each other. Um, but there's no there's no guilt. We're a guilt free podcast. Yeah. Like Ray Capo would say. Me and the singer from whatever Frenchman sang for Kickback. What is the fucker's name? Stefan. Stefan. Me and Stefan are grave robbing together. I don't give a fuck. Kill each other. All right. Um, I'm late to this party for the one of the Patreon episodes, but the juggler guy, I gasped. Woof. Greg has a pretty great TED Talk, Greg, from Trial. Yeah. How important was Trial to you guys? Thoughts on the bystander single? Let's just do this quick. Hey, Bob, how important is trial to you? Hey, Patrick, how important is trial to you? Hey, Tom, how important is trial to you? I love the guys in the band. Yeah. And you know I think them. they were a good band. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, my friendships with them definitely. Supersede your any bands. In music. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think they would say the same. Um, I've known them for 27 years at this point. And I said in the email, I think we've talked on trial before. Varying level from buddies to it eh, don't care at all to sucks. So yeah. I will say there's no denying that the pre are these our lives material sucks. Like that was a comparison to it, these are it sucks. So like I maybe we Bob, you and I have talked about it. We can try are these our lives every five I, years. I, we have like that's a record that I keep trying. That intro doesn't make it. No, make the need to move I've at heard all. a million. But you know what? I, I'm gonna, I'll go back and listen to it this week. But mm-hmm. uh, honestly, like uh, the the stuff before that, I think if you told me it was good, I would look it dead in your fucking eye and call you a liar. Okay, and the follow up here. Um, I'm being honest that probably mattered more after I got to see one of Greg's spoken word tours, which was many years after maybe the height of their popularity. Um, I tend to really get into or enjoy bands long after they've been relevant or hyped. What's your opinion about people like myself? Well, you're not days, helping me out here. I would still rather listen to Go It Alone. Okay. And sometimes I hear newer bands and I think, nah, I am not fucking with that. I think probably had more exposure to Eulogy, Trustkill, and Ferret bands before I even heard stuff like GB, YOT, Judge, etc. Obviously, I yeah. love those bands now, but I definitely did everything ass backwards. Yeah, Speaking of those labels, we you guys ever do a deep dive into them or that period of time? 100%. I think that's 100%. Fun. No question. Yeah. Already answered yes. And I said two things. One, what's my opinion on that? I think there's a lot of people who take time to warm up to shit. Yo, if you're a born hater like me, you look mm. at everything playing and you go, I can find something wrong with this. Yes. If you look at shit in the past... You don't have that same sort of. You're not compelled to shit on some someone that you in three dimensions. They're Correct. more abstract to you. Correct. I do this. I try not to do this. And to the person that is currently doing this, I'm out here on the fucking road. Help me out, my dude. Yeah. Yeah. Let's don't do wait. For, don't wait for me to be in a fucking grave. Right. You know That's I mean? true. Don't don't let things become posthumous. Don't Van Gogh this shit. Um. And also the experience of having more exposure to Eulogy, Trustkill, Ferret. You know, those labels just had better distribution and saturation everywhere. And than caught, caught a moment. All of them caught a moment. Yes. Dude, they and were so like a major fucking label. Yeah. yeah, GB, YOT, Judge. Yeah, that's canon. But those you were records that were 10, and they were 
at the time of anyone here. Old? Yeah, at the time of this, like I think, given your time period, you're saying early to mid aughts. Eulogy trust kill ferret. Yeah, like 15, those records. 20. Maybe maybe every odd Best Buy would have something, or your local record store might have it, but not everywhere. So, sure. that's not your story is the same as many. Don't, yeah, don't many, feel, many. It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> All right. Dan Brennan. Dan Brennan. Hit us, Dan. All right. What do we got here? Catching up with the Patreon content. A lot of people love the Patreon content and ask questions based on it. Get in here. Go listen to those episodes. It's probably seven or eight by this point. Go dig in. Catching up with the Patreon content and the talk of Civ Lemonade Bandits. Mm, I wonder what that story is. Better go join up <laughs> Patreon. Reminded me that I have a genuine single favorite part in the history of hardcore and is the mosh part in the song A2 Brute from the first Civ LP. Okay, yeah. There's something about it that innately speaks to me musically, kind of like in The Simpsons when Nelson steals the vest from the try and save and just go, it's the kind I like. I'm right not on. even a huge Civ fan in the grand scheme. I just recognize for that about 45 seconds in that song, they're as perfect as any band. So my question for the group is, is there a single exemplary part within a song that you could point to where you'd be like, this is it. This is the kind of hardcore I like if you had to do so. All the best, Dan. Oh. Thanks, Dan. <clears throat> Um, yes. <laughs> Yo, I mean, the first, I don't know, 30 seconds of salad days. I don't know. Like, there's just stuff that rings in. It's not like perfect hardcore, but anything that gives me chills when I listen to it now. And that's a lot of things. You know, there's a lot of things that I have a nostalgic spot for that just send me up. And there's stuff that's perfect. Like, I don't know why, but in my head, like, Poison Idea has been going... But the song Pure Hate, the first, like, the, when the guitar kicks in past the drums, you hear that drum, like, the kick drum. I have my part already. Yeah, you got go. it. It's so much different from yours. It's go. just funny. It's fine. I don't, I don't know what minute it is, but in Arctic by 108, oh. the, when it stops, like, a jolting phone, uh, cataclysmic uh, in the bone marrow night. Where is sleep so behind me? Is oh, I'm getting chilled. Arctic's great. Oh. But I was going to go into, like, the, I was like, are the hollow of the, hollow of the bones of lonely? That's that a great part. But no, but the a jolting phone, cataclysmic in the bone but, marrow night. Don't even like, know what the fuck, fuck he's talking about. Great. Great. You're, you're getting woken up in the middle of the night with your phone ringing. Yeah, but th- then he, he says a word that I've had to Google, and it doesn't exist. What? Um... Uh, Excalate? Yes. Uh, it's, it's insulate and escalate. No, no, no. It's, uh, it, hold on. Is, ex, is es, ex, excalate? Yes. Excalate. Another uh, escalate. Uh, apropos of our, you know, guests for the next podcast, Diamond 16. Mm, wow. Did you ever get into Diamond 16? No. Deep cut. They have a part where it's like, it kind of, it's, it stops and in the back, it's just a fucking, it's a, um, a busy signal. It's like, mm-hmm. ding, 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 ding. And it's the same kind of thing. It's, and the lyric, it goes like acapella, and it's like, I'm a picture of a man with his head in his hand, mm-hmm. ramming it into a wall, and it goes into like this mosh part. Oh. I just love Yo, it. Yo, maybe we should do a best parts episode, because there are a that's lot. That's a best part. Like, that's There's a, a lot part. of parts that I'm like, oh, that gets you, that sends the chills. Briefly did a record label called Arctic Records. Did you? Wait. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, a jolting phone. I uh, so we've talked about uh, sleep uh, uh, sound clips. So mm. I love 
the oh really sir on uh, uh, on the fucking uh, indecision yeah on the indecision record did we do that uh, the uh, I haven't listened to it in a very long time. Oh, come on. It's the fucking classic. I think it's Rosemary's Baby, right? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Offending Rosemary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I love that going That's into the song. Point. Going into point. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think we might bring that back for, uh, for I fucking back love to school. It. I love it. And make that the countdown. And I love uh, also in the song Drug Song uh, from Endeavor, mm. it, it, uh, it, it's two men arguing about the uh, uh, CIA supplying drugs to, to uh, uh, inner cities and then it just stops with the two men are talking over each other and, blah, 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 and then just goes did these things happen or didn't they and it just it's yeah. so fucking good but we can talk there's a uh, in the Swiss song Paralysis mm. I can go fucking do you want to do we should do a deep down yeah, deep, <laughs> deep dive. dive like top 20 of All each right, of yeah. our Mom, favorites we're going to take some time top 20 moments yeah. that's a good yeah, thing I'm for good. you in the van alright Good question, Dan. All right. Evan says. I think we're offending Jane Rosemary. That's a good point. That's Jane a good says. point. That's a good point. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, so when older hardcore bands who drastically change their sound and fan base get added to a heavier or more traditional bill, is it better or more productive for them to dust off the old hits or say fuck it and play more recent songs? I.e., Boy Sets Fire on some of the Bane Farewell Tour versus saves the day at the final Bane tour, so, uh, Bane show. So you're saying that Boy Sets Fire um, played more recent songs and saves the day. It was like, fuck it, we'll just do our classics. Uh, so um, what's, what's better? What's I mean, better or more productive? Uh, it depends on the aim. I think Boy Sets Fire was trying to go out and do... Promote their shit. Promote their shit and saves the day. It's like, oh, fuck it, fun. we're doing it for these dudes. It's just what your aim is. Right, it was supposed to be a celebration and a thank you, so they did the fucking shit that people wanted to hear. So, in speaking more broadly, what's more productive? Just the, depends on what your aim is. The time is and place. And what you're weird. doing. Like, if you're a band who's still trying to be active and kick it, and like... I mean, really Save Today's active, yourself, and they probably could headline are. that place themselves and they play new songs, and no yeah. one gives a shit. You know what I mean? Uh, I, so, I am religious about not playing old shit. I have no interest in playing old shit. That said... When you go to see a band and uh, their old shit is vastly superior mm-hmm. or just more what you want to hear, mm-hmm. they had better be a fundamentally interesting band if they're going to play the stuff that is off book, off brand, mm-hmm. and not what you want to see. I'm not saying they can't. I do it all the time. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying that you have to give me... like We've trained self-defense fans to know that they shouldn't expect any old material at all mm, right yeah and like when we get new fans they write us and are like hey are you gonna play this old shit like I just mm. got into your band and I have to say and you beat them <laughs> yeah, yeah I have to say never get into my band but mm-hmm. the uh, well, are we gonna do that week of shows we're gonna do the week of shows we're doing a week of shows the the retirement of all old material shows oh this was discussed this was this is not ancient history this was like two weeks ago so you should remember <laughs> Um, where self-defense slash Bury, or buries whatever. every song burying it's, it's funerals for entire segments of their catalog but you'll get a chance to see those songs played one more time which like when is the last time you played a song off sincerely 2009 eight, <laughs> yeah nine, eight eight realistically nine, yes realistically eight. yeah and like you said in a prior episode it's one of their best records if not I mean I personally think so yeah, I'm saying that they're most pressure butts on so, so it's gonna be good mm-hmm. it's cool you stole right. my shit so we're gonna work it out 
Uh, whatever it's worth, I'd love to hear opinions on a converged deep dive. Hmm, it's been discussed. Yes. I'd been be discussed. Yeah. I think it's one. We'll do another uh, conversation about deep dive stuff because um, we, just, we did Bane. You probably yep. heard that. Um, oh, if you're on Patreon, you've heard that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. We did a deep dive on Bane. Deep Bane. Dive on Patreon. Bane on Patreon. Um, the fire I rises. <laughs> I was waking for you it. You know what? I, I kind of want to throw one out. No, I, brother. I think I'd like to do Youth of Today. <laughs> I would be into that. I'd like to, I'll mostly for this dude. I think I'll that it. I think it'd be good to hear. Yeah, we don't really have to deep dive. I. It's not a crazy long one. No. no. But the material's interesting. There's a lot to talk about. Ryan Porcel made the, the cut. Oh, we yeah. can talk. Oh, yeah. What we'll do is we'll talk about the trajectory of all the other things that veer. Because it could be like, it could basically be the Ray and Porcel thing where and they were end doing. It there. And there. Well, you end it at Ray and Porcel, and it's like, okay, and then they did shelter. Yeah. Um, then Ray does shelter, and eventually Porcel, Porcel joins, comes around. Porcel yeah. joins the, the Krishna crew. That's true. Um, but also, you know, while that's happening, Porcel keeps doing Judge, and then he goes and does white pants, grill biscuits, that kind of shit. Oof. All right. Um, Are we just straight haters on 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 white uh, pants gorilla biscuits? I'm <laughs> no. sick on with welcome, yeah. welcome to Miami gorilla biscuits. Oh, Is that so bad. <laughs> you have Walter Shrivels on bass. What are you doing? Yeah, best he's one of the best hardcore songs. He's, no, I guess I, I, he's you know he's a multifaceted. Is there? There was always been a rumor of a, a second Gorilla Biscuits record. Does, yeah, does that exist? So there's no. Um, there's select tracks. There's um, Cowboy Song. Never heard it. It's cool. It's on one of the live. It's on some live tapes. Distance, distance, right? which was a Moon Dog song that Gorilla Biscuits took. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. Started as a Moon Dog song first. Became Gorilla Biscuits. Became a Gorilla Biscuits song. Then ended up on. I've a, heard cool legends about that time period because because there's like a hit lost because like, Walter's kind of thinking about doing other stuff, but they want to keep doing Gorilla Biscuits. But like, yo, secretly Gorilla Biscuits is Walter's baby. Yeah. Mm. Nobody else's. Don't touch my baby. Yeah. You know, so I heard cool stories about that. I heard there's an into another hidden record, like a lost record. There is. That's electronic. I can send it to you. Really? Wow. What's it called? It comes after Seamless? Yeah, it's after Seamless. It's, it's called, called Soul Control, isn't it? Soul Control, yep. Right. A lot of electronic. It's it's neat. It's a good yeah. listen. It's locked was, up in Disneyland. Was it supposed to be on Hollywood? Yep. Um, that, I can't, yes, ima- I can't imagine less, anything less, frustrating, oh, more frustrating than that. that. Um, the Gorilla Biscuits record, I don't even think there were any demos or anything. No. It was just a few live songs. I believe there's two or three songs they played live that would have been for that. And that's it. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, would have been really interesting. Yeah. Um, what else you got? Really? This is, let me see. I've got two more. Um, okay. That'd be perfect. I think it's perfect. Everything you want it. And you've actually touched on this one, so we won't go too t- deep, but I think it does relate to hardcore. Definitely not a hardcore topic, but it could be in a Patreon mailbag style episode. There mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Love to hear what your guys' take is on the James Gunn being fired from Marvel over 10-year-old tweet situation. You guys sort of dabble in lane similar, and I find the points brought up to be very interesting. Love you using our vernacular. Thank you, folks. Like, for example, today I was listening to the f- latest Patreon episode, and you were talking on the E-Town N-word thing. Mm. We did talk about that. Yeah. Even if it's not directly Only hardcore, on Patreon. even if it's not directly hardcore related, we've all seen people in hardcore try to take others down over things said on the internet years ago. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, I've talked on this extensively, and uh, I don't know if anybody needs to be bored by my take, so I'll just do it as quick as possible. Look at self defense on Twitter <laughs> and just read it. Yeah, just look at my how I choose to carry myself in life. 
Um, no, but didn't you talk about this on Twitter? Talked about it in a couple, like Fought three with Morgato because Morgato hit me up. Oh yeah. It. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mar- Margato Chris, Mar- Chris from Central Mass. Southern Mass. Southern Mass. Southern Mass. Chris from Banger. You're from Fire Island? Here's the, here's the long and the short of it. The only person that benefits from uh, corporate monitoring of speech is the person who has nothing to say. The person who offers nothing to the larger world. It is a do nothing, say nothing, be nothing character that benefits from employers uh, constantly monitoring for speech. It is 100% no if you are, nice. if you have no fucking, if you're a person that will never say anything scandalous because you have no thoughts, then by all means, call for Gun's Head because you benefit. But yeah. to everybody who has thoughts in their head, who uh, is not basically if you're told that you're in danger of constant uh, potentially losing your job because of things you say I mean basically I can't believe the things we say I can't believe the things we say so uh, yeah I, I, I truly I think the, I think the United States with the dawn of the digital age is we're late on this. We need laws that protect people from firing for off work site speech. That's it. We're, it's going to happen because otherwise this, we're going to continuously seesaw between this fake culture war of mm. left and right, mm. co- digging up old shit on each other and trying to catch each other on new shit at all times. I don't know if I'm, I, I see where you're coming from. I don't know if I totally agree with that. You can't have a black letter law about that because... If you go out there and be like, I want to fucking kill most, you know. Poles. Yes. Okay. And if your, if your company sees that and goes, maybe we should get rid of this guy. Yeah, I don't think. I think you should you be said, protected. Oh, I believe you should. I, I think you should be protected from firing and anything you say off of the work site. And I think, that's, I think that is as clear. You don't want the fucking liability. I understand. But I think that they should have to go to court. I think you should be able to defend your job in court. I think the, the company's responsibility should have to be able to show that your behavior cost them that money. I think that they have to, like, it should be like, like, a, uh, like a, a civil suit or it should be like a, like a libel case. They should have to show in court that they didn't terminate that relationship because they just got shook or because they're looking for an excuse to fire you, which is... Yeah, of course. So you deserve your day in court. That is how free speech should be protected moving forward because I'm telling people right now, it's just going to seesaw endlessly and the only people that are going to benefit are people who say nothing. Right, but people seem to like mix up like, the right to, like, free speech, I mean, you know this, you're a smart fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. The constitutional, like, protected free speech yep. is only by the government. They Cor- can't stop you. 100%. But, but me- if you work for a place and they want to fire you, they're allowed to. Right, and I think they shouldn't be, and I'll explain why. Because as we move forward, the government is going to matter less and corporations are going to matter more. Mm. And we are really moving towards a space where, I mean, is it inconceivable that in the future uh, governments are second fiddle to, let's say, 11 corporations? Yeah. So, so to me, 
unless we are embracing some sick, like I always say, if we want to go anarcho-capitalist, if we want to go like fucking some libertarian nightmare. If you have want, the band ready for if, it. Yes. And yeah. if we want to do that, I'll get in because I'm willing to go be a potato farmer on land that I steal. Let's but, go live in yurts. Yes. But for the average person, Yurt. for the average person who, who embraces legislation in the respect that it, that it helps their lives. I think that they need to embrace legislation that protects them from corporations in the same way that they need legislation that protects them from government. So as we move forward, I think that this will become not just important, I think it'll become one of the most pressing social issues in front of us. But how do you think, we don't have to go too fucking deep on this, Mm. but like, how do you think, all right, so I'm fucking Joe Disney. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm Walt Disney. Yeah, okay, okay. Walt. What's up? I heard heard you have some uncharitable uh, views towards uh, uh, Jewish people. Tell me more. Lots of people, right. (laughs) Tell me more, Walt Disney. I can't hear you. I'm frozen. Um, (laughs) So if I, you know, I own own this company. So you go and say something. Yep. And you cost me money. Yep. Say you put out a a record that flopped and cost me money. Mm -hmm. I could let you go. Mm -hmm. If you do something... That also cost me money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't it within my rights to throw to fire you? Well, I currently have a contract. Like, let's t- take it as the music thing. Like, sure. if you put out sure, a record, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I have a contract that currently uh, protects uh, the labels that I deal with. Right? It's th- they get the option. Like so, the indemnification clause or something. Essentially, because they get yeah. the option, right? But mm-hmm. I, th- in my view, the worker, and I think that this, like, so if you're one of these people that believes that, not you, I'm talking to the royal you. Yeah. If our listener is one of these people that believes that uh, uh, free speech, as, as it has classically understood, is dangerous uh, because uh, it, can, it can be wielded against marginalized people, whatever the view mm-hmm. is, right? Uh, if you're one of those people, I assume that you also care a great deal about workers' rights. Mm-hmm. And this is a workers' rights issue. Yeah. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do not believe this dude should have gotten fired over right. this. Right. But I don't think but, Rose, I don't think Rose Yeah, but fired. that's where we differ. Right. That's what, yeah. and, that was and, and targeted with, against a specific person. Right. And that's yep. where I differ with a lot of people because I, in no way, can I defend Rose. <laughs> However, I think that she should be entitled to the same protections that I believe James Gunn should get. And those protections are this: is that if you can prove that the, the cor- it should be on the corporation to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt in front of a jury that that not only did you, did I cost you money, but that I cost you money in volume enough that we slid beneath what you like. So let's say that you have 20 television shows and uh, Roseanne says something that brings her from the number one show in the world to the number four show in the world. Okay. I don't believe the corporation should have any right to follow up, to fire her whatsoever because they would have to prove that mm. she has gone underneath the threshold for, for so cancelization. Is it only financially based or is it um, yes. any kind of morality? No. No. Uh, so you're I, saying like, so loss of, uh, of advertisers, loss of financial income? That'll happen and I, and I believe that if it, uh, it I, I believe if it does, uh, then it's on the corporation to figure, to get into, and don't get me wrong, corporations are still going to win th- fucking eight times out of ten because they have more resources to fight in court but I think that they should have to fight in court okay that's fair yeah I think that's I mean yeah uh, my my opinion on this whole thing is that I think yo 
there's a lot with intent. It's a lot with how you're saying it and who you're saying it to. Right. That Roseanne shit was like straight up hate speech. Yeah, it was hate that speech. That wasn't her being like, no, I made an off-color joke that making, sucked. And, and, and also not making a joke 10 years ago and then it coming up and being like, yo, you know what? I, I had some whack views and I was making a joke that wasn't that funny. You know, that, right. jo- that joke just wasn't funny anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, that joke isn't funny anymore, right? And I, I and this don't dude know. was making dumb jokes, and, and they were I, offensive. No, and but it, they, it's, it's the intent the, was not there. And like you know, dude's an adult, so he should have known better. But we talk about this a lot when it comes to hardcore kids. We have some fucked up sense of humor, and there's a lot of hardcore kids on the internet when they're 16, 15, saying dumb shit. Of course. And so when they're getting pulled in, it's it's whack. So it's true. I don't know. There's not. There's a million more things we could say about that, but I think we're gonna call it a night tonight. All right. Yeah. Uh, we just have some very exciting guests, uh, but that's for another podcast. So uh, I'm gonna grab some chairs for them while you guys wrap it up. I think. Thanks so much for joining Axe to Grind. And so uh, you can follow us at Axe to Grindcast on Twitter and Axe to Grind Podcast at gmail.com. Our Facebook is facebook.com backslash Axe to Grind Podcast. Join that group. It's fun. Support the Patreon. It's fun. And we love you all. Thank you. Good night. Stay Thank warm. You. Stay warm. Stay warm. That's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs>